Ramey, what is new with you? Um, I mean, I recently watched Everything is Trash, which is what like <gasps> you told me to watch. So Did you like it? Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I mean, it's funny because I, I know that it's like, it's very freeform. Freeform, yeah. you know, what used to be ABC Family like freeform the network it's very that yeah. kind of show like edgy but not yeah like still like i don't know how to describe it like same with like i don't even know if this was a freeform show but like the bold type it's very like um 20 year old like or i mean not that this person like is specifically a 20 year old but like Oh, like we're in New York and we're, we're young women and we're trying to figure it out. Um, and like with all of that, I still really like it because that's exactly what I like to watch. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I thought it was fun. I like it because like, I mean, how far in did you get? I watched all the episodes that are out. Okay. Yeah. So I like it because like there's one point in time where this like high academia person says sir hmm, so what is the cultural contribution for your podcast or whatever yeah and she turns and she's like well you're trash and that person's trash and that person's trash and these tiny little meatballs are trash and i'm trash and it was actually like let's just be direct about like what the what people should be taking out of this and it's that like we're all trying and we're all barely holding on and so that felt nice mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know i like it I feel like I really like the sister-in-law who I think we're not totally supposed to like because she's too stuck up. But for me, I'm like, oh, I love her. I want to be her. Like, she's fabulous and she lives in Brooklyn with a brownstone. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does. I can see her being life goals for you. I This is yeah. going to be like so catty. But the thing that m- prevents me from liking her is I can't get past how bad her makeup is. Like, is her makeup bad? Just, I didn't even notice that. It just like, I yeah, it was fine. no, it's these weird. There's like, they do this weird thing with her blush that just like, cause I get it. They want her to look like she's like trying to be too like overly put together. But like, for some reason, when I look up her, at her makeup, it just bothers me, but I love her as a character. I love the brother. I think he is amazing. Like he's so dweeby and nerdy, but like a genuinely nice person who's just trying to be himself, which I think is mm-hmm. refreshing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I don't know the main character. So it's this thing where the main character is clearly doing like, like making bad decisions. Right. Oh yeah. And I'm like, you don't need to be making bad decisions to be struggling in New York. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. <laughs> Like, I want to see a show where everything goes right and everything is still trash. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're doing everything right and everything is still trash. That's what I would like yeah. to see. Um, um, that's like Zoe's Infinite, or not Zoe's Infinite, or Zoe's whatever playlist. Have you seen that show? I don't know that. It's no, this show that, that, like, is. for all intents and purposes, I would normally hate everything about it. Like, it's a show about this, like, white girl who's a software engineer 
uh, like just like just sweet little white girl that lives in San Francisco mm-hmm. who's a software engineer. And she like one day, like I think she sees a psychic or a medium or something. And then all of a sudden now she can hear people's thoughts and feelings, but not like oh, they geez. just say it whenever she's going to hear what somebody's thinking or feeling. It turns into like a flash mob like style, song. like song. Oh, that's sort of, that's like a, that sounds like a, could be a good premise. It is. And, um, Alex Newell is in it who is just like an mm-hmm. amazing actor and singer and like mm-hmm. their role is just like very fun they're like very the f- good the very sassy best friend mm-hmm. um but back to back to um always a best friend oh uh-huh. <laughs> i mean you said it <laughs> mm-hmm. um i actually it was, it was always extraordinary place that's the name of the show i would rather see an entire show about mo the character but that's just me back to everything's trash the lowest part of that show to me is the roommate the white guy who just like the white guy okay i had this thought that they're totally not utilizing their white guy correctly but you go ahead what were you gonna say (laughs) no explain to me how one uses the white guy correctly okay so there was this episode where they were like how do we get on the cover of this magazine and beat out these like two like white dude dad podcast and this like murder white woman murder podcast or whatever and i was like send in the white man to sabotage Ooh, wait a minute i like that he's he's part of like he's automatically part of the inner circle send him in have him sabotage i like that I think the idea of like using the white person as like a double agent (laughs) is I love that not only for like this idea of like a TV show, but like Mm -hmm. that's what I think that like cis white males should do in pretty much every industry. (laughs) Isn't that like allyship? being like yeah. you think that i agree with you but i don't and i'm slowly going to like change your mind on these things or i don't know do like enter spaces that you cannot enter as a marginalized person and then Fuck blow that up. space up yeah <laughs> yeah like um oh weird somebody just deleted all of the resumes for this job description that <laughs> well, were white men i'm saying who, who did enough. that that is not what i'm saying but fair enough <laughs> um and then one last thing about everything is trash is i could not get over this dress this green dress that she claims she spent twelve hundred dollars on ma'am <laughs> that that looked like it was from party city are you kidding me yeah what did you like it no i actually think i don't like a single thing that she wore in the entire show okay i agree i agree they need um i don't know a little bit of a up up in the fashion game a little bit uh i mean it's brooklyn it's brooklyn but i'm just saying it's brooklyn yeah it's brooklyn like you have to try to dress poorly in brooklyn Oh, that's not what I was saying. I was saying that if you're in Brooklyn, you really need to step your game up. Oh, yeah. You think that people in Brooklyn dress poorly? Would you like to say that very cleanly into the mic? (laughs) 
So anyway, how did we <laughs> start the podcast usually? <laughs> I'm Raimi, that's Robbie, and this is I Would Never Know, a podcast. <laughs> Music, okay. Music. okay. <laughs> um, oh my okay, god. Okay, Robbie, what are we talking about today? Uh, what are we, we doing? are talking. So, did you know that when we hang out and chat, I've actually been recording us and publishing it on the internet as a podcast, and people have been listening <laughs> to us? Did you know that? Um, that's pretty gross, honestly. No, it's exciting. I was not aware of that. And they love yeah. us. People love listening to us. And they love it so much that they want to hear more. And we have questions from our listeners. And Ooh. I'm so excited to discuss Ooh. this. Yeah. No, I think, I don't know if it's that they're so excited that they want to hear us talk more, but it's like, they listen to us and it's like, I hate everything you're saying. Talk about this instead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that seems accurate. So let's see. Um first writer says i'm a product designer at a mid-size non-fang company so that's nice facebook apple amazon netflix google so this is somebody who works at another company yeah um, and mid-sized i like those kinds of companies but go yeah on. that's that's a you that's a you sized company yeah I've been hearing rumors over the last couple of weeks. Ooh, gossip. We love gossip. Uh, that there will be a round of layoffs. Ooh, we don't love layoffs. Never mind. Mm-hmm. I only go into the office about two days a week, but have seen lots of... Wait, <laughs> I've seen lots of consultant types here for meetings. Mm. Ooh, what? That's gross. Uh, that's, a, that's a huge red flag. With everything going on right now, does it make sense to prep for layoffs? What should I do if I think I might be laid off? Dun, dun, dun. I want to know more about these rumors, but I feel like, like my immediate thought is yes, without like actually really thinking it through. Maybe you should prep for layoffs, but what does that mean? Well, okay. I, I don't know if mm-hmm. you know this about me, but I'm an optimist. And so what I think is going to happen is the boss is going to come out and say, Hey, these people you've been seeing around the office, they're actually investors who are giving us a ton of money and you're all getting raises. No. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah, you're probably going to either be getting laid off or watch your coworkers get laid off. And, uh, I say this in all seriousness. I hope you have a therapist cause it's a difficult situation it's tough. as somebody getting who's been laid through off them or just going through layoffs generally, even if you're not the one laid off, um, it's tough still. Cause you're, you're waiting for the next round or you have, you don't have trust in your company anymore. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people will say, uh, the survivor's guilt is the, you know, is, is worse than actually getting laid off. Um, you know, what's worse. Like 
if the people who got laid off have a severance package and you're still stuck there and you know layoffs are coming and you're just twiddling your thumbs while contractors come for your job, it's just sort of like... Ding, ding, ding. Sucks. I would say. Well, yeah, because like now you're at a company that you don't want to be at. Like you don't believe in the company. Nobody believes in a company after layoffs. Like it's not like layoffs happens like, all Mm -hmm. right, now we're going to go succeed. Like, yeah. And you probably really enjoyed some, at least some of the people that got laid off. Uh, And so I do. Well, I don't know, actually. I'm usually the person getting laid off, not the person who's still there. So I don't know what it's like to... Uh, not get laid off and watch people get laid off. I've I've had it happen before, but um, yeah, layoffs suck. Okay, see if you can finagle your manager into you getting laid off. Is that a weird thing to say? Do you think your company is going to give you a severance package? Do you want to stay at your company? I mean, there's a lot of things that I don't have information for. Listener, writer. Okay, here here's my, here's my thoughts. So first off, let's start with let's let's take this step by step. Mm-hmm. Am I going to get laid off? Um, I, what team are you on? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I would think about the work that's being done. Are you working on projects that are very long term? Are you working on projects where they're trying to get very quick wins, very short term wins? Um, typically what happens is that when layoffs start to be thought about, uh, management starts to prioritize quick wins because everyone wants to be the hero and say, look, we just shipped this feature that just made us millions of dollars and now we don't have to lay everyone off. Uh, and so if you're, if you look as high as you can, cause don't forget your boss might also be getting laid off. They might not know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Usually you want to look at at least a VP level or higher. Are they looking, thinking long-term or not? Or are, do you not even know because they're completely absent and they're not, getting FaceTime with any of the employees. That's also a huge red flag. Um, but then step two, let's assume you're getting laid off. Do you prepare? I don't think there's anything to do. I don't think there's any preparation you can do if you're about to get laid off. Well, um, so, I mean, the preparation would be saving up money. Sure. Uh, which I think everyone should be doing right now because we're in a recession. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm just saying, like, generally, you lose your job. You want to make sure you've got some money stowed away for that. I mean, fingers crossed you get a severance package and then you can hopefully ride out for at least a few weeks. Um, Yeah. It's not a good time to buy a new car or try to close (laughs) on a house. Um, But you, you know, mid-sized non-fang company, if somebody's even referencing that it's non-fang, I'm assuming that it's tech or tech adjacent. And so uh, look, odds are you will be getting severance. Yeah. When you get laid off, you get severance And honestly, you're in a better position than the people who are at the company still who want to leave because they have a full-time job that they don't want to be at, plus Mm -hmm. having to look for a job. Severance is Mm -hmm. getting paid to look for a job. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm saying, say, say something to your manager 
to convince them that you're the one that should be laid off. <laughs> That's, yeah. I don't know what that thing is. Um, it's definitely not, I'm looking for a new job because Ooh, then, because yeah. then they will put you in the attrition bucket. When they do layoffs, they say, we're going to lay this many people off. We're going to keep this many people. And a certain percentage of the people we keep are going to leave anyway. And we're saving money by not giving those people severance. Last time that I got laid off, uh, the layoffs came on a coworker's last day of work. And she was kicking herself. Mm -hmm. If you indicate that you are going to leave the company or you already have a job, you will not get laid off because it, why would they yep. give you severance if you're already leaving? So do not indicate that you're leaving. Do not try very hard. Just, just phone it in. Just make yourself look as useless as possible to the company. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. But in terms of preparation for being laid off, if you are getting laid off, I agree with Robbie, you don't need to prepare because even if you want to go through cracking the coding interview, do all of the all of that stuff, if you get laid off, you'll have severance, you'll have weeks if not months to go through all of that. Also, once you get laid off, it's blood in the water for the recruiters. And so, you know, so I had somebody again at the most recent layoffs, I had a direct report come to me and say well, former director report and now friend, uh, because we were both laid off. What do I tell recruiters? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, well, do I tell them that I got laid off? I'm like, they know you got laid off. Like this was a public layoff. Everyone knows that layoffs happen at this company. So you're going to get flooded with recruitment requests. You don't have mm-hmm. to tell them like, you don't have to say anything, but like, there's no shame in getting laid off. It's not your fault that your leaders made bad choices. And also, in terms of blood in the water, like those recruiter sharks, they're circling. They're reaching out to you because they're hoping you got laid off so that they can grab you. Yeah. Really? Um, I think... Uh, I also... I would challenge this person. Like, this seems... Like, it's one thing to say, like, I'm worried about layoffs. It's another thing to say, like there's rumors. It's a whole other thing to say, like I'm seeing meetings with people that I don't recognize. And I'm wondering if they're consultants, Mm -hmm. like this feels like, like, don't forget when you were interviewing at this company and you asked them about their values and they said transparency. Cause you know, they said that shit. You don't know. They could have been like, um, I don't know. It's the opposite of transparency. Opacity. The same thing? <laughs> Our values are opacity and being dogmatic and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, that's, that would be hilarious. Opacity. Um, yeah. we're, tr- we're disrupting the values industry. <laughs> we're th- turning on its head. No, like literally there's nothing wrong with you finding a public forum an appropriate public forum and being like, should we be worried about layoffs? There's like every leader should be very direct right now. Oh, they're going to lie to you. What are you talking mm, about? Not always. They're going to, they are going to lie. They are going to lie. Mm, Disagree. Not always. Dis- but if they, most times, regardless, if you make your, this is a great way to show mm-hmm. yourself as somebody who they probably want to put in the layoff bucket. Oh my gosh. You should know a hundred percent do that. Very true. Yeah. Very right. Uh, Absolutely. I will be straight up at 
the was it the last company or the company before actually both of the last two companies that i got laid off at startup life is great i asked about i i asked about uh how things were going not long before the money ran out and the leaders that i spoke to both were like honestly i'm trying to avoid layoffs i hope we don't have to get there i don't think we're gonna have to get there i I don't think we're gonna have to get there okay you said too much we're gonna Mm -hmm. get there um Mm -hmm. it depends you gotta it depends on who you ask and maybe not public forums uh maybe in one-on-ones but also if you want to if you really want to stir some shit just be like hey what's going on yeah ask it at the all hands oh my god that'd be great (laughs) tweet it tweet at your ceo alternatively has have you been asking your manager for um long-term career advice and has your manager been saying let's talk about it in a month or (laughs) 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 have have you been asking to switch teams and they say maybe let's talk about it at a different point in time that just means that team is not going to exist in that month your career trajectory at that company may not exist or look very different in a month so but i mean overall i mean i feel like we answered the question which is like what to do to prepare for a layoff which is really just get a therapist maybe we didn't answer the question because the question is like i don't think the answer actually has a whole lot to do about about like your career and job and stuff it's more like the mental issues that come from a layoff in a certain way well it's more of i think it's also like what should i do right now and i think here's here's the list number one and it's all about health number one mental health make sure that you have people around you you have a support system no matter what no matter how far ahead you see this coming no matter how many times you've been laid off in the past it never gets easier it is always an emotional thing to suddenly be without a job it's an emotional thing to go through take make sure you have everything you need to take care of yourself make sure you build a network of support number two financial health if you do not have a financial advisor get a financial advisor make sure that you have your financial health in line because as soon as the layoffs happen you need to make you need to know how long you have to get another job because let me tell you the worst thing you can do is send out your resume to 50 different places the day you get laid off and line up 20 interviews for the next week it's you're not in the right place for it you need to know how much time you have so you can just like heal a mm-hmm. bit and knowing your finances is going to do that. Also, don't forget to roll over your 401k. Don't forget to know what your options are around your mm-hmm. equity. Uh, yep. Like don't make emotional decisions here. Yeah. Uh, and again, you're going to be in an emotional state. So having somebody to help around with your finances is good. And then lastly, think a lot about the job that you had. Think about how you can pay, take good from the experience Cause the last note is going to be bitter, but don't forget that like there were good moments there. You learned a lot. Maybe you, you built good network with people. Don't burn those bridges on your way out and do not, do not go and publicly drag your company. That, oh, do not do that. Do not do that. Oh my gosh. That does not no. hurt the company. I mean, the company's already hurting. It does not help you at all. You will not look good to anybody. None of your funny takes or your bitterness. Keep that shit in your DMs 
with your friends and your other fallen colleagues, but do not talk trash about your company. It just makes you look bad. It's petty. And it's probably uh, an easy way to get your severance clawed back because you signed something saying, you know, non-disparagement claim mm-hmm. saying you can't do that. NDA. And also I will say, um, think about your equity. If you have equity in the company and you have some like weird, crazy dirt or something like that before you, I don't know, go to reporter and talk about, you know, all of, I don't know, the cocaine that everybody did at the company all day, every day. And I wasn't um, invited. <laughs> think about what that's going to do to the equity that you have in this company potentially, or that your friends have or something. I don't know. I just mean, also just social equity. Don't forget that company's on your resume. Mm-hmm. So the more you disparage that company, the less having that on your resume looks good. And yeah, you know, I think it, it, it takes a lot for somebody to say, man, the company in the end did me dirty, but I respect that they made the, you know, they were going, nobody's perfect. They were going through it. They did what they had to do. I appreciated the good times, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't need to be true, but just don't, don't forget, uh, to not let your emotions take over you. It's, it's Mm -hmm. very tempting in that moment. I want to talk a little bit more about point one, which is like emotional health and, in the tech industry, from what I've seen, and personally me, how I act, which is like to try to distance myself from work, but actually I'm a workaholic and I care too much. (laughs) It's basically the vibe, which I think is the vibe of a lot of people in tech. And we get so invested in these companies that say they care about us. And, you know, they say we really value you as a human. And then they just sort of like punch you in the gut and kick you out the door. And that can really mess up your, honestly, your view on the world too, because at the end of the day, it's all capitalism, which only cares about your productivity as a human to be able to make money. And that's sort of just a depressing thing to sort of get slapped in your face. Yeah. In fact, anytime that a company's like, we're a family, it is such a red flag to me. Just uh, Mm -hmm. the other day, a leader at my company in a presentation said, we're not a family. We're a team. We're a team. And I appreciate that so much because it's true. We're not a family. We're a team. We hold ourselves accountable. We hold each other accountable. We're Mm -hmm. not, you know, there's, we don't need to be emotional. And also like we can, like, we don't need to text each other on the weekend. Like we're here to work and then we're not, you have our, like we have our families and I mean, you can, you can be friends with your coworkers you? and whatnot. What good has that ever done for you, Ramy? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently I'm stuck in this stupid podcast now. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, I mean, my ex coworker has been recording all of our conversations and posting it on the internet. So <laughs> seems, seems like it's not done me any good, but aside from sort of that sort of capitalistic slap in the face, there's also, you know, the general stress of finding a new job, not having health insurance, like eventually do you get Cobra? Um, and you know, financial instability and all of that. Just, just be but, careful with Cobra. Uh, it can really bite you in the ass. <laughs> 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 um where's jordy yeah. can we get her back in here <laughs> I know. 
I almost wanted to be like, did you find that joke funny? Are you a Raimi or a Robbie? Write in. <laughs> You're terrible. You're terrible. Um, um, okay. We have another question. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Do you have something more? Uh, I just wanted to talk about these like groups that pop up after layoffs happen in terms of ex-employee Slack groups. Um, if you have one of those, I think those are really cathartic. Potentially. Um, where everyone is just like sort of yelling about <laughs> things. <laughs> I mean, it's literally a group where everyone yells about, I can't believe they did this to us. We were a family. How dare they? And then eventually it becomes, um, and then eventually actually your co- other your ex-coworkers get hired and then you have more connections at places. Yeah. That's another thing that's nice about these Exodus moments is that like you get people Mm -hmm. who are like, I, again, one of the nice things about being laid off a bunch in my career is that like, uh, but also just like having a lot of jobs that I've left is that, or that, you know, whatever in the past, I just now have a network of people like, and yeah. every now and then somebody will message me and be like, do you just like know everyone I'm on LinkedIn and you know, this person at this company and this person at this company, this person at this company. And, um, uh, it, it's really nice to have that kind of a network. Um, I think like, absolutely. I, okay. There's two flavors of ex employee slacks that I've seen one where it becomes like a friend group and it, it becomes less about the company and more just like a bunch of people talking and then other mm-hmm. people get invited and then other people get invited. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in this one ex employee slack that was like, I don't even remember what company it got started from. And now like most of the people there like never even worked at that company. So it's just like, Oh, that's weird. Oh, we- it's weird, but it's kind of nice. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, there's the other kind where it's big emotional shade fest and then it goes quiet. Yeah. But then every now and then, like if like an article gets written about that company or whatever, it just mm-hmm. like, all of a sudden your blows phone up. just blows up, which yep. is fun. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's interesting. Also, remember if you're in one of those slacks, eventually, potentially, eventually, you know, the VP of engineering may also be in that. <laughs> if they're laying off, you know, if they're bringing in contractors, they're, you know, outsourcing the engineering team. Um, hello, a lot of e-commerce people out there um <laughs> uh you know if they're doing something like that the vp of engineering is not safe so also you know just be aware that's all that's all i'm saying but um in terms of what you write in that slack it's a really nice uh, bush that you're beating around there <laughs> um yeah always be careful what you say the internet is forever and you don't always know who's reading what um yeah again it's just you know and don't forget if you're in one of these slacks you could work with these people again you could work for mm -hmm. these people yeah so just you know always don't forget they were your coworkers then and they might be your coworkers again in the future so uh just true i I think raymond and i are both speaking from experience where things can bite us in the butts Mm -hmm. do not get your butt bitten Okay, so we have another right mm-hmm. um, listener who wrote in actually, and I so 
I feel like we're like talking to the crowd, the, you know, the vast sea of listeners, the millions of people mm-hmm. on their yes, yes. morning commutes. Um, yes, yes. Should we like, should we give a name? These were both written to us anonymously, or I should say. Oh, should we give names? They were like written to um, me and it was like, please don't use my name. <laughs> um, okay. Um, pick a name for this next one. Woomi. Okay. Hey, Ramy and Robbie. Love the show. Oh, Woomi, we love you too. I have a question I'd love your input on. Well, you are going to get it. I am a developer working fully remotely for a startup. I have very few meetings and I find that I can get all of my assigned work done even above and beyond what is expected of me in around four hours per day. That sounds nice. Are they hiring? (laughs) Um, I've been considering getting another full-time remote dev job and working both concurrently. I have (laughs) your face right now. (laughs) Your eyes just exploded. What? Okay, continue. Oh my God. I have found a subreddit of people who do this are overemployed and know that a lot of people are able to pull this off successfully, but I was wondering what you thought of it. Thank you. Well, hold up. If somebody says it on Reddit, it must be true, right? Nobody lies on the internet. Okay, I need you to back this up for me, because maybe I'm not understanding correctly. Yes. Is this somebody who's trying to have two full-time jobs? No. Yes. Right? Like, on paper, (laughs) yes. This is somebody who... It sounds like, hold on, I'm a developer working fully remotely for a startup. I have very few meetings and I find that I can get all my assigned work done, even above and beyond what's expected me in around four hours a day. So this is either like um, a person who's in an incredibly niche role at a larger startup or somebody who's at an incredibly small startup. I've had, I've seen this where like, I once had um, a startup where I was like a mm-hmm. founding employee and there was like, I had two engineers working for me. And Mm -hmm. the whole company was like six people and one of Mm -hmm. them lived in a van and he just like drove around the U S but like never like fun Mm -hmm. places. It wasn't like, Oh, I'm in Austin, Texas, or I'm in Denver, Colorado. It's like, Mm -hmm. I'm in East Bumblefuck, New Mexico. (laughs) And he would just be like, I'm going to be offline for the next six hours. I'll be working, but I won't, I just don't have like cell service. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. because it was such a small startup. Yeah. We just didn't have meetings. It was like, okay, build out this. He was an infrastructure engineer. I'm like, all right, build out this like terraform shit and get back to me when it's mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that this person's in one of those situations where they are just not, they don't need to be held accountable, like in a face to face setting often. So it's more of like, just do your work and hand it in. And then they're like, can I get another job? Okay. Two questions. Would your job allow that? Three questions. <laughs> Would your job allow that? What's to say that this new job you get isn't going to be take up a lot of your time if you're looking for another full-time role? Um, and thirdly, why don't you just go enjoy your life? Hmm enjoying one's life what, what was my like? first question even what are you getting paid what are you getting paid that you feel like you need well i know i mean i know recession everything's expensive recession, but it's just and you know that no matter how much you're getting paid there's always it's more money enough. no it's never enough uh, it's not enough and i'm also assuming but... based on this spirit that it's somebody who's younger I'm assuming this isn't somebody with kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah. this feels to me like where I was, you know, near in the first couple of years of my career where I had a full-time job, 
but I also taught on weekends um, mm-hmm. at a boot camp, and I did contract work because, like, literally, what else am I going to do? I'm like 23 years old. Uh, I'm not married. I don't own a house. I don't have kids. I don't like. There's. I don't know. I guess there's stuff to do, but like, it's more fun to do stuff when you have a lot of money. <laughs> so fair enough i won't judge this person for wanting to secure yet another bag no i mean i'm not gonna be the one to do that i always want another bag but it just seems like i mean i guess this is a thing that people do i've never heard of this it just sounds um very stressful to me sounds very stressful yeah so Have let's you heard see. About so, doing this before? well, apparently there's a subreddit. So let's go look. At, let's go look at the subreddit. Nothing bad has ever happened on Reddit. Um, I wonder. I mean, yes, you. While you're looking through the subreddit, I'm just wondering if there is a, another way to make more money with this free time that isn't actually like working for another person. I mean, I think the like the multiple streams of income passive income thing is a little like overdone and annoying and partially untrue i think but like can you i don't know start a youtube channel podcast i don't know can you do a personal branding thing you're looking at me like i'm crazy oh i'm not looking at you i'm looking at the subreddit like it's crazy okay i i think we need to pivot right now yeah because (laughs) because you're you're talking about I think you're addressing the question of, should I work two jobs? I don't think that that's mm-hmm. the question that this person is asking. After looking at the subreddit mm-hmm. for three seconds, I think this person's asking, should I join a cult? <laughs> like, hold on, hold on. I'm going to judge the shit out of this real quick. Okay. So I'm looking at this subreddit and the first thing I see is hello from Isaac, founder of overemployed. Like, wait a minute. It's a subreddit. How's there a founder? Okay. Um, and then the top post is, this is by far the best thing about OE, not the money. It's my wife who works in a non OE friendly sector, sitting in the same room, almost in tears and frothing at the mouth and rage over her boss's total incompetence and ridiculous asks and mistakes. And I realize the same shit in any of my old jobs barely gets to me at all. Why? Because it's not my end all be all job. Oh, and any of my jobs. Okay. Cause this person just has like a ton of jobs. This sounds like he's talking about an MLM though. Like at the end, like this is the absolute magic of overemployed and why I'm so grateful for it. I will never take it for granted either. Um, yes, I too love this magic pill that makes me lose weight by literally shitting out everything I've ever eaten. Then I go to overemployed.com because apparently that's what this is. This is based on a website. And you get to it and it's like, it's like a blog. It looks like, yeah, it looks like a blog. Um, overemployed work to remote jobs, reach financial freedom. Okay. Mm-hmm. This, and then you scroll down past what looks like a bunch of advertisements, but it's the blog posts. And then I just see this list fear of the unknown holding you back. I love what this Reddit user has to say about the fear. Um, blah, blah, blah. I mostly do contract work. Uh, I suspect there's a mix of opinions for a variety of reasons. Fear of being caught, thinking it's wrong, sign non-competes barring two jobs, have a very busy job already, want to work two jobs but can't stomach the risks. 
I'd really like to learn more about the day-to-day situation. I, I don't know. This just goes into this. And it's like, are you still reading? You're ready to work two remote jobs at once. Why does this feel to me like this is a, like a government psyops job to be like, <laughs> how can we get more capitalism out of the same number of people? <laughs> I mean, truly. Okay. First of all, I'm, this is insane. This is truly insane to me. Um, signed non-compete barring two jobs so you think you shouldn't try it well no because then you can lose your job and you run the risk of i don't know like being sued by your company or something like what is that well i don't think a company would ever sue you but it's not a good look because like it's a small industry they'll talk well if you sign a non-compete and then like if i say worked on like netflix and then i'm like and also i'm working at hulu at the same time is netflix not gonna be pissed enough to come at me with something if i'm like doing the same thing well no yes oh if you're doing the same thing absolutely well okay but again like i'm going to take this as an assumption because I've never in my life heard of somebody working at a company of that size and scale and saying that they have time for anything, let alone another full-time well, job. Well, yeah, but I'm just I'm saying... I'm going to take this like, as a small company. They can't afford lawyers, etc. And I'm also going to assume that this these two companies aren't doing exactly the same thing. I mean, they. Hopefully. this is saying, do you think it's wrong? Are you scared of being caught? Did you sign a non-compete? I think that's immoral. Because hear me out. If you sign on to a contract to a company, especially if it's a small company and you're getting equity in that company, you're an owner in that company. And I do think it's immoral to take that paycheck, to take the seat of somebody who would really want to make that company succeed and then go work somewhere else where you're working for a competitor because you're, you're literally like you're hurting your coworkers at both jobs. Like, I don't know. Is that too, is that too like, like, am I romanticizing capitalism too much by saying that? Yeah, it does to me feel like it's like, yeah, Yeah. that, that is sort of what it feels like to me, but at the same time, it's not wrong. And should, I mean, I don't know. Should we have morals in capitalism? Yeah. Those with morals in capitalism don't necessarily succeed. That's a whole other, that's a whole other conversation. But um i mean like just looking through this website there's a lot of weird things like i'm almost sort of getting off task in terms of the question because i'm so (sighs) confused by this movement um so it's like welcome to the secret door to financial freedom are there not other options like i just working just working two tech jobs seems really tough and i get that you have more time to do that so now you also have to find a different tech job that has the same like amount of hours basically and match them up together i just i just I saw an article called Six Reasons Why Overemployment, a.k.a. 
career polygamy is here to stay. <laughs> Can the polycule has taken over our work lives too? Jesus. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, but no, like Okay. Mm-hmm. I work at a very small startup with a very small engineering team. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, nine and a half times out of ten, people log on at nine and they go home at five. Great. Mm-hmm. But last night I had some of my engineers on very late at night. Yeah. Because there's a site incident and we had to fix something. And mm-hmm. I don't don't love doing that, but it's part of the job when you work at a very small company. It's going to happen. And if they said to me, hold on, I got to, I'm working at my other job. I'd be like, uh, excuse me. Like, I just feel like you're setting yourself up to, to half-ass two jobs. Like you cannot really, I don't know. It just, I think what you said is very important is like, aren't there other options? Like if one job not bring happy, then get other job? No, I feel like it's like, okay, find other ways, other hustles. It's all about money, right? So is the, it's, it's about money versus your lifestyle, right? Yeah. Like I personally do not want to have the stress, the, um, like what feels like a lack of time. Like I don't want to try and balance that. Maybe you're somebody who does. <laughs> so it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but my question is, if this is all about money, if you're getting like, right, you're getting yeah. another job to get to financial freedom. Why don't you leave the startup and go to a fan company where you get a shit ton of equity and just work there for 10 years? I think that's... And you're going to say, wait, hold on. Sorry, hold on. Because like, you can use, right, first of all, you can use all your free time you have to just memorize cracking the coding interview. So you've, you've gotten through the interview. All right. And then I think, so I was actually watching, I was like, should I become an investment banker the other day? So I was watching, um, comparisons between how much investment bankers make versus tech people. And for clarity, that's just because the second season of, um, that HBO show, what's, do you know what I'm talking about? Succession. The H. No, the HBO show about investment bankers. I have no idea. What it, that is not a show that Industry. I watch. I've never heard of this. Industry. Oh my, it's so intense. It's so intense. But I was like, is the intensity worth it? So I had to look up how much they make, which is on, like on par with what we make. And we don't, you know, die yeah. from stress at our jobs, which they do in investment banking. But all of that to say... They did some number comparisons and basically like on a, obviously this is pre-tax, but in 10 years and not spending anything pre-tax and not spending anything at a fang company, you could make around $3 million. Um, what that actually comes out to post-tax and you're spending things, eh, but you could still potentially retire early. I don't know. So thoughts yeah i mean okay thoughts number one two jobs to me the only thing i can think of is two bosses and (laughs) hear me out like 
I will remind our dear listeners, you will never, ever get to... They say financial freedom here. I think what they mean by financial freedom is like being like inordinately wealthy. You will never get inordinately wealthy working for somebody else. It's okay, not but, how it works. And so, and once again, I disagree with you, but go on and then we'll have this discussion. Well, no, but hear me out. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, you need to diversify a little bit. Yes. You have your, your paycheck coming in and, and maybe you get, you get equity there, but like, why not find if you're getting paid enough to live off of with that why not find a job that's more long term like be an advisor or you know do some contract work that is equity only for a very 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 small startup like get equity in a smaller startup that's less stable and less likely to pay off now but could be a big payoff later spend time working on your financial situation do some day trading i don't know like find other ways to make money like set up mm-hmm. some passive income, um, build, build a business. Building a business doesn't mean, mean like building like the next Facebook or Apple. It means, you know, build an online business where you're drop shipping or you're, yeah. who, who, you know, content marketing, whatever. But like find ways to like, if you really want to find ways to make more money, do it for yourself. I do agree with that. And that's what I was getting at when I was saying at the beginning, you know, why don't you do YouTube, do a podcast, find out, find some other like, no, don't do another stream. podcast. There's, there's enough podcasts in the world about tech. Don't. Uh, well, I mean, do a podcast about, um, free form TV shows. That's going to be my next podcast. I actually, really are you already that. like looking, are you going to like be like, Hey, Woomy, come and be my like co-host Robbie. Uh, fuck off. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Do you want to, damn, I just got do replaced. You wanna, review freeform tv shows so nobody ever write in a question again please (laughs) um okay but i also think that financial freedom doesn't necessarily mean being inordinately wealthy um a lot of people like will reach financial freedom at two million or three million dollars and then move to a country with a lower cost of living and just Mm. hang out um so yeah. Just wanted to put that out there. Well, um, Woomy, I gotta say, this overemployed subreddit feels like a cult. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not shitting on cults. I mean, cults are kind of cool as long as you know it's a cult. Imagine being in a cult, but like, uh, oh my god, okay, character idea: the incredibly self-aware cult member. Mm-hmm. You know, like, sorry, what was what? I'm just going off on like a total tangent now, but like character idea, Mm -hmm. like imagine somebody's just like starts telling you about this, like, I don't know, this new group of people that they're hanging out with and their ideologies and how it's like, and you're like, wait a minute, Uh, Jessica, I think, I think you're in a cult. And Jessica's like, oh yeah, no, it's totally a cult. (laughs) But don't you think like that's bad? No, why? I like it. I mean, I know Mm -hmm. it's a cult. Mm hmm. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know i just i don't feel like you ever hear about that anyway um i that's interesting well okay because my immediate thought is like there's got to be some people out there that know they're in a cult but just sort of enjoy it or like yeah but anyway go on Ooh. imagine now a whole cult of people who know that they're in a cult but they're like what are they up to i don't know if you know you're in a cult and you're all in a cult together at that point, it's a company. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Facebook. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm never working at Facebook. Oh, well. Uh, okay. So, Wumi, number one, this overemployed thing seems a little weird. I just, I guess the thing that I always, that always, whenever somebody's like, I've got the secret to making a lot of money and I'm going to yeah. tell it to you. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, first off, there's no secret to making money. Secondly, if you did have a secret, you wouldn't be telling me. Nobody like, like it, nobody just like has a blog where they're just like, like no actual billionaires have a blog where they're like, here's how I became a billionaire. Like, it's not true. It's just not how it works. Well, because they probably stepped on a bunch of people. Exactly. And the truth would probably make us all nauseous. Or it's just like, I've got the secret generational wealth yeah also (laughs) like you know or also that it just i don't know it just anytime that somebody's like i've got the secret join my like it literally it literally says join us there's a url that you can click on this is join us um they're really doubling down on the idea of having multiple jobs correlating with taking like the power away from your employer so now you have the power i mean again now you're being controlled by multiple people you're you're selling your time to multiple people so i don't really i think you're just becoming like i don't know it just doesn't (laughs) it doesn't feel like you're getting any more freedom you it does set up like it's an interesting thing because like okay i think it's it sets up an exit plan kind of like so we can go back to uh Dallas, which is the name I just came up with for the first writer. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, and be like, okay, well, maybe Dallas wouldn't be so stressed out about layoffs if Dallas had two jobs. One of them, you get laid off, boom, you've already got another job still. Wonderful. And that's, I mean, that's what being a yeah. contractor, that's the life of being a contractor. A contractor, yeah. Is like, well, good, I've got another contract. Um, this is weird. I think we're both, I, I mean, this is really weird. I've never even heard of this before, but I think we're both in the category of don't spend this extra time you have on something besides just getting another job like that. Like that. Yeah. We're both in that category of try building something for yourself. I feel like this is Mm -hmm. someone. So, Wumi, I don't want to make any assumptions, but I feel like you would be a lot happier if you had no full-time jobs and you were just a contractor. Yeah. I feel like that's where the happiness comes from or the, the lack of like, it sounds like you don't like your job. First of all, like, because I'm a strong believer that like, okay, you can get everything done that you need to in four hours as a developer. Like there's always more that you can be doing. And so you can take on more responsibility if you enjoy this job, but it sounds like that's not what you want to do. And so maybe, uh, me, the question to me is, if, is your current job not bringing you fulfillment, not bringing you joy? And do you just want to like quit this job and find another job? Well, I will say that, you know, some people don't get fulfillment or joy out of their job. They just do it and leave. True. Well, but you get so, something out of it, right? Like you get money. Yeah. Money. Money's great. I love money. And if this, if, if you're not getting enough money and you want to find a second job, like you could probably find, instead of getting two jobs that don't pay a lot, maybe just get a job at a big company that'll pay you a ton of money. That's what I was saying. Oh, sorry. I wasn't paying attention. That's. To you. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what I was saying with the fang company. Why are you getting two jobs that like pay you, you know, startup money, which is not, I mean, that's not as much as like a fan company is going to pay you. Right. Am I? Wait, I got it. Yeah. You should. Oh, I lost it. (laughs) Wait, I got it. You should start a website about working multiple jobs at once. Mm -hmm. And then hold on. You should create a membership. So maybe call your call your your website, I don't know, overemployed.com, right? And then create a section on your website called guild membership. So now it's it's like there's a guild. There's your your overemployed guild. Um if you join the guild, you can meet high caliber tech professionals. You can support each other living the overemployed oh lifestyle God. and journey to financial freedom. You can invest in the community. That uplifts others and enjoy community vetted growth opportunities. We know it's like jumping off a 10 meter diving board, 10 meters specifically all by yourself. When you start off, when your start off, oh, there's a typo. Anyway, that's why we created the overemployed guild community for you and others. Just like you in bold, you are no longer alone in tiny text, but we're not a cult. You're not weird for wanting a better life for yourself or your family. <laughs> We're here for each other, but we're really not a cult. So then you could charge people money with four different tiers. The starter pack, which is $10 a month. The fact, okay, I'm sorry. You have this all laid out. You, this, this came out of your mouth so smoothly. Um, if I look you up right now, <laughs> Ramey, I'm, I'm literally on the overemployed guild website. This is a I'm real thing. Dead. I'm not even, you thought I was making this up. I thought you were making this up. <laughs> this is the overemployed.com site. I thought you were making this up. <laughs> oh my God. Ready, ready, ready. Okay. Y'all this. Okay. I think we talked about this in like the about anything episode. If you have to pay for something to like get in to the, um, I don't know, to get into the conference, to get into the experience, if you have to pay for something to buy something, if you have to buy something to get into the experience is a better way of putting it. Mm. That is an MLM. That is, that's, that's something, something is, is amiss. That's what I'm saying. I don't disagree with you. Pro pack, $300 a year. Yep. So, well, okay. First off, wait, does this, oh, the CEO, I misread it. It's not Isaac. It's Anna Delvey. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the starter pack for $10 a month. So that's, that's decent. $10 a month. What are you getting? These are for people who are looking to get into the overemployed lifestyle. You get access to two job search help and water coolers channel groups, uh, I guess. So you get to talk to people. Cool. I love paying to get to talk to people on the, on mm-hmm. the internet. Get your job search and interview questions answered by Isaac and pros on, I guess, some Slack, Slack channels, it looks like. Monthly oh, one hour office hour with Isaac. So this guy's literally just selling you the opportunity to talk to him. Yeah, he is. He's selling you the opportunity to interact and talk with people. And him. Um, and him. Don't forget. And him. Isaac. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I think we get it. Get work two jobs. Like we get it. Pro-pack. Work five jobs. Okay. So which the- is something that I saw on this website was like people 
because someone was like, I'm on my fifth job. Like, you know. Well, so that would be somebody who I think would benefit from the pro pack, <laughs> which is $30 a month, $29.99 a month, only $299.99 if billed yearly. This is for the experienced and newly overemployed. Unlock your path to financial freedom. So you get more channels that you get access to. You get mastermind groups to up-level your skills in coding, cybersecurity, real estate, investing, starting a business, and more. Could you imagine if it's like, I can code, and I do cybersecurity, and I do real estate, and I invest, and I've started... Like, I don't know, it's just... Oh, my God. Well, okay. The last bullet point here is... um, exclusive access to vetted oe consulting projects so is this actually just consulting are they actually just like like rebranding consulting and selling it to people i mean this is technically genius though because like i as have i for contracting i consult for uh like recruitment and People will pay me to hire, help them hire people. This guy's doing that. He's literally saying like, you should work five jobs here. I'll help you get five jobs <laughs> and then gets a little kickback. Like I, whoever this Isaac person is, he's, he's a genius. <laughs> uh, how many jobs do you think he has though? One, this one. He has one job. It's this one. And it takes him an hour a week. And I will... I'm jealous. I'm not going to lie. Um, wait, literally the only job he has on his LinkedIn is, is this one job. Wait, this is hilarious. Go, you go down right now. You go down right now. <laughs> education. <laughs> education. Sorry. And by you go down, I mean, we're looking at his LinkedIn. I'm saying Robbie needs to scroll down. Education. School of self-taught where he got a master of business administration. He says he got an MBA at school of self-taught. And then after school of hard knocks, well, bachelor's see, degree in international, economics. international economics. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess he didn't. Oh, it looks, I'm surprised that he didn't also go to uh, do us the summer program at Hogwarts. I'm dead. Okay. Also, he doesn't have um, a picture. Oh. His name is definitely not Isaac, right? Oh, no. This guy does not exist. I'm telling you, this <laughs> is a government psyops <laughs> experiment of how can we get people to work more? Because like, they're like, damn, we need more income tax from people. We need people to give more to capitalism. I bet you, Ted, Honestly. you know what? I bet you Ted Cruz is behind this. <laughs> okay my question is all right how much was the starter pack uh ten dollars sorry 9.99 a month or 99 dollars and 99 cents if billed annually okay ten dollars a month how many people do you think he's got there are thirty thousand people in the server mm-hmm. there's 11 board advisors i don't know what that means there are four fake hundred four hundred seventy seven people on the pro pack and two hundred and twenty four people on the starter pack. Okay, so that's fourteen thousand a month. I don't know, did you just do the math? Yeah, I just she did, the, did math. the math. I mean ladies and gentlemen. Just for just for the pro pack, fourteen thousand. 
Yeah. If I was listening to you correctly. Yeah. Because, so f- you know, I'm in and out in terms of when you speak. Love that for you. <laughs> 477,000 people. Sorry, 477 people times $300 per year. That's $143,000 per year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To be tax. I wonder if he does his taxes. Oh, my God. You know he doesn't. <laughs> to be in a Discord. This guy's at- doing it, though. Um. Okay. So our writer, why don't you just, yeah, just, just start a cult, start a, um, start an MLM. I mean, really like create a course that you can sell, create a course that you can sell and just start selling it and convince people, you know what you're talking about. That's what you can do with your extra time. There you go. Um, so Wumi, our writer, uh, look, I, I hear you. I think ultimately my advice is if you can shoulder the risk of losing both of those jobs, then, then fuck it. Do it. If you want, if you want, like it's your life. Like, yeah, if you can shoulder that risk and I mean, look, you said you're a developer and we all know that it's not hard for developers to find jobs. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, just, just, I think you need to ask yourself what are you running towards and what are you running away from? Is there so like what are you trying to get out of this? If you're trying to get more money, is this the right way to do that for you? Mm-hmm. But are you going to be creating more problems for yourself? Mm-hmm. Because I will tell you having one boss is plenty for me. Yep. I mean, I agree. At the end of the day, if this is you, what you think is best for you, you know, I can't. <laughs> you're like, you're like, you're like watching a car crash. You're like, I guess so. Uh huh. Oh my God. Wow. That was wild. What a wild question. That's good, though. I've thanks never for writing even that heard in. about that before. Yeah. Thanks for writing that in. I've never heard about that before. Um, are you sure that, that are you sure that this person's name isn't actually Isaac and we just <gasps> gave him a bunch of promotion? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. That really, now that I read back, like, that did kind of sound like I found this great subreddit. That's like, oh my god, I should start doing that. I should be like, I should go to like career advice, like. <laughs> forums and be like i found this great podcast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's this hilarious so person funny. robbie on there tells the best mm-hmm. jokes <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh wow oh interesting so when you search isaac p overemployed in google mm-hmm. the third result is a reddit comment from five days ago that is called r slash overemployed is run by a corporation not a community but in the in the google preview it says i got perma banned on r overemployed in their discord for posting an article about overfounders without reason isaac p won't allow any dot 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 when you click on it it was deleted so it's still cached by google but you can't actually read Mm -hmm. 
the comment. Oh my god, the psyops. It's the psyops, I'm telling you. I mean, well, once you said that, I do also see a when I search it, this Isaac, why are you using a voice modifier in your Bloomberg interview? <sighs> And then there's a comment under this that says Isaac made his Discord chat pay only for someone who supposedly makes 600k per year. He's always sniffing for another check. Ooh. Uh, and then there's just a comment that says he's a tool bag. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> wow! Oh my god, what is this? Did we? What did we stumble into? A 23-year-old joined the overemployment trend, and even secretly gave one of his three jobs to to his out-of-work sister. What? He now goes to meetings just to show his face. So, what it looks like to me from reading a bunch of these things is also that these people aren't actually working. Oh, yeah. I think they're just like showing up. And doing like the very, very, very bare minimum until they get fired. Which, I mean, if you think about it, is not a bad hustle because you can make a lot of money if you're like collecting multiple severances at once. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think that Isaac P exists. No, no. I mean, no. I'm, I'm positive. I'm positive that this. That's not his name. Yeah. But it's probably not. It probably is just like one scammer though. I mean, or it's like a group of people. Cause like, what does he do other than like answer questions? Like he, he creates content on his website. It's a blog basically. Yeah. And also I'm a hundred percent sure that he doesn't have 11 board members or whatever that is. <laughs> Maybe. What? How long can we go on for this episode? The the latest blog post is called The Ten Commandments of Overemployed. <laughs> Thou shalt have oh many other gosh. jobs besides no. this job. No, that's how it's written. Thou shalt not share the same devices across multiple jobs. Thou shalt... Wait, what? Thou shalt not take the overemployed name in vain. Yeah, that seems about right. Um, <laughs> remember the Sabbath. Wait, wait. Remember the Sabbath day and keep your boundaries. Once you have commandments, uh, I mean, I just don't even know what to say because it's just, uh, it's a scam. Hello, everybody. It's a scam. It may be partially a cult. There you go. There you have it. It's got commandments. So... I just went a whole nother level down. I think, I think I need to come back up for air. <laughs> and with <Wow>. that, <laughs> yeah, we're done. We're done, everybody, for right now. Thanks for listening. We're done. Good. Good night. May I be blunt with you? If you'd like to write in with any questions you'd like to have answered, topics you'd like covered, or other general nonsense, send Ramy and I an email at iwouldneverknowpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Are we doing this again? Oh, we're going to do this again.
Are you sure? Oh, and then we're going to do it again and 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 again and